0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you, our praise team, our congregation singing, our choir. So thank you for taking part in worship this morning. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, a familiar passage. We want to look at verses 21 through 43. I'm not going to read all of that at one time, but parts of it from time to time. I want to share with you a sermon that I simply entitled... A Prayer of Faith, A Prayer of Faith. I had several titles, but I kind of settled on A Prayer of Faith. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 43. Now, this morning I want to try to share with you from this passage, as God has led to share with you about prayers that are answered. Prayers that are answered are prayers of faith. Remember this that faith that acts, ACTS, faith that asks, faith that acts, and faith that asks, ASKS, and faith that endures. Gets prayer answered. So we want to talk about prayers. That have the faith that acts. Asks and endures. A faith that acts. Means that we're going before the Lord. A faith that asks. Means that we're kneeling before the Lord. And a faith that endures means that we're staying before the Lord. So your prayers of faith mean that we're going before the Lord with this, whatever it is. I'm going before the Lord with it. I'm kneeling before the Lord about it. And I'm staying before the Lord. That's the endurance. I'm staying before the Lord about it. Now in Mark chapter 5 you have two stories and they're kind of blended together. One is about a man by the name of Jairus and the other refers to a lady who has an issue of blood, both very serious. And the first story is about a man named Jairus. Look at verse 21. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, speaking of Jesus, I'm sorry, I dropped down to verse 22. Look at verse 21. I, I skipped that. Look at verse 21. When Jesus was passed over again by ship and to the other side, many people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. So he, he's come from Decapolis, and now he's on the beach. People are gathered around him. Now, verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. Keep in mind, he's a ruler of the synagogue. He's a Jew. He's not a believer, but he has a high position in the synagogue. Jairus by name. And when he saw him, speaking of Jesus, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Now, there it is. He acted. So Jairus has this problem. And he's heard about Jesus. And so he finds Jesus. We'll talk about that a little more in just a few minutes. And he fell at his feet. Now, first thing you have to realize is this. Uh, do you really believe this story? Say amen. 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 I do. I believe, I believe this is a true story. I believe it's a real story. I believe it's very true. I believe it really happened. I believe it's from the inspired, infallible, the inerrant Word of God. And so we're looking at a true story. And so this guy named Jarius, he had a daughter. And uh, I have a daughter. Some of you have daughters. Uh, now, there's... Uh, there's something special about a daughter. I love my son, love my daughter, but there's something special about a daughter. My daughter, your daughter. It doesn't matter how old uh, our daughters get. It uh, doesn't matter how old Corey gets. She's still my daughter. And there's something about a father and the daughter. There's something about daddy's little girl. Now, can you let yourself feel for just a minute how this father must have felt here at Jairus as he runs to Jesus and he has this kind of major problem and he falls down at the feet of Jesus because he has a little girl that's real sick. And so he, he you know, we can think of a lot of reasons that this man Jairus could have... Uh, A lot of reasons he could have given for not going to jesus but the point is by acting i mean by by taking my problems to the lord in prayer he could have had a lot of reasons why he didn't want to act as a ruler of the synagogue he he could have said well this you know, I'm a man of position in the synagogue, I don't need to do this, or I'll I'll wait, like Nicodemus waited and make an appointment with Jesus at night where no one will ever know it, and maybe I can talk to him privately, or I don't want to break down emotionally in front of everybody where Jesus is, or or really uh, what's going to happen is just going to happen, and really Jesus is not going to affect the situation that much. It is what it is. I hear people say that all the time. It just gets next to me. It is what it is. Really. It's not always it is what it is with Jesus. He can change things that appear to be it is what it is. Or you could have said, I don't want to get my hope up or and then be disappointed. And and this keeps people from pray, praying. Why, why should I pray? I mean, it is what it is. I'm just, you know, this is what it is. I'm just going through this. You know, and and that keeps us. It hinders us from praying. I'm not going to pray myself out on a limb and be disappointed when nothing ever happens after I pray. But see, God wants the prayers of faith, and He wants He wants them, and He even invites them. And notice, this man was the leader of the synagogue. He 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 could have said, you know, I need to I need to stay strong for other people and. I don't need to, you know, I I need to, I need to really act stronger. He could have said, being a ruler of the synagogue, going to Jesus, really could cause me to lose my position in the synagogue. But, listen, he acted. So he got up, he got dressed, he left his house, he asked about where was the location of Jesus, he located Jesus, he cut through the crowd, he met him on the beach, And verse 22 said, and seeing him on the beach, seeing him there next to the sea, he fell at his feet, and he besought him, in verse 23, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter, life at the point of death, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now see, before we get to uh, the asking, let me just say to you, Whatever you're going through, have you acted? Have you, have you acted? When, when something happens in your life that's beyond you, how often have you prayed? How often have you prayed? Well, I pray. How often have you really prayed? Really, really, really prayed? You see, our trials at times will take us to prayer in which we've never prayed before. I mean, we have... We puts us in a position of prayer in which we've never prayed like you'll say I've never prayed like that before. Usually we we get to the gratitude and how God's using this in our life before we get to the to the answer. Uh, we get to the gratitude, God. I just want to thank you for this and how you're using. You know, I've talked to people that's been in 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 positions of excessive praying, and they say, I I thank God for what I'm going through because he's really using it in my life. Now, I don't want to die. I know I'm going to die one day, but I kind of like living here. I really do. I've got a wonderful wife, wonderful family, wonderful church that loves me and serves the Lord, and, and I don't want to die, but sometimes we need to take action but we get caught up in the moment, and really, oftentimes, we don't do anything. We meant to pray, and we really mean to pour our heart out to God, but we don't. And so, prayers like that. Now, I know some of you are saying, you know, we're going before the Lord. We really are, Brother Sammy, but listen, what separates us from Jairus and the miracles that, that he's about to experience. Is that, is that he did it. He, he really, really went before the Lord. He, he didn't haphazardly go before the Lord, but you'll see he really went before the Lord. He actually went before the physical presence of the Lord. He found Jesus there on the beach. But for us, going to the Lord is, is what? Going to the Lord in prayer. That's how we go to the Lord. Don't find him on the beach, but we find him in prayer. Prayer. And so, are you acting or are you not acting? So, many people believe in prayer, but at but, uh, this moment, uh, we're not perhaps actually doing it. And so, to have a prayer of faith, first of all, uh, faith requires acts, A-C-T-S. But secondly, faith requires ask, A-S-K-S. Look at verse twenty-three. Verse twenty-three besought him greatly, saying, "My little daughter lieth in the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live." Notice the humility at the end of verse twenty-two. There, notice that he went and he fell down. Think of his desperation. Here is a father, ruler of the synagogue. He's a Jew. He finds Jesus. He 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 beckons Jesus. He goes humiliation there he humbles himself he falls down he fell down so he's desperate he's desperate now i've known all most of you for a long time i i've known uh, um i've known chris for a long time mike norton for a long time if i believe that mike would give me anything that i i needed i'd say mike i need this and he'd say okay all right but if i took him if i took him by the hand and said mike I, I really need this. He said, sure. But then if I pulled him in a little closer and just grabbed him and hugged him and said, Mike, I, I really need this. I really do. And, and uh, that'd be a little more evident. But if I fell down at his feet and I hugged his feet and cried out to him, I need you, Lord, to work this out in my life. you See the difference? You can see his earnestness in his prayer life. You can see his earnestness in his physical requesting of Jesus. So his dignity didn't matter. His position didn't matter. Nothing mattered to him but the petition that he was bringing before the Lord. He didn't care about everybody else on the beach. He didn't care if he had an emotional breakdown. Nothing mattered except his petition he was bringing to the Lord. And that's faith. And this is what faith does. It asks. So do you have faith? Do you, do you, does your faith act? Does your faith ask earnestly, fervently of the Lord? Notice what he said. He said, please come. Please come. He said. He says, come, please come. I pray thee, come. Lay thy hands on her that she may be healed. And she shall live. If you'll just lay your lay hands on her that she may live, she, she will heal. She will live. My little daughter, she's at the point of death. You notice his confidence. So that just lay your hands on her. She'll be well. She'll live. Verse 23. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Wow, man, that's faith. So faith acts, faith asks, and then faith endures. Faith endures. Another word for endures is faith overcomes. Faith overcomes. Now, verse 24 and 25, Jesus went with him, and more people followed him and thronged him, and and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, wait a minute. We're talking about the guy, and we're talking about the little girl that's 12 years old, and she's dying. And all of a sudden, this man that has a terrific problem is pulled away from going to his house with Jesus. Imagine that, that if you just got Jesus' attention, you fell at his feet... You said, my daughter is dying. Come and lay your hand on her and she'll live. And Jesus says, okay, we'll go, I'll go. And you head out and and suddenly Jesus is called aside by someone else. So now how does Jairus feel about Jesus? Um, How does he do that? Well, let's pick up with Jairus again. Look over at verse 35. Verse 35, and when he spake, there came, now Jesus is there and he's ministering to this woman. And all of a sudden on verse 35, we're back to Jairus. And when he spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's synagogue's house certain which said, Thou daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any father? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that he spoke, he said unto him, Ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And so, no, notice what happened. This, daughter, this man's daughter is suffering. He's been with Jesus. He's gotten Jesus' attention. They're headed home. Jesus is sidetracked, and while he's doing the other ministry, someone comes and says, Your daughter is dead. But notice what Jesus told him in verse 36. Do not fear, be not afraid, only believe. Now when it looks as bad as it could ever look... In your life as it did in Jairus's life... When it really looks hopeless, helpless... And when it looks that bad... Would you just simply let Jesus say, Be not afraid, only believe? I'm going to tell you something. There's more people here today than you or I could imagine that came to church today because your situation you feel is beyond hope, you have no chance. Of having victory over what you feel like is taking you over. Just to hear Jesus say, Don't be afraid, only believe. Have no fear, only believe. And as we look at Jairus, we can see. From desperation comes action, and from action came his asking, and from asking a willingness to overcome whatever you have to overcome. Look at verse 37. It gets better. Verse 37, And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Verse 38, And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and saith to them all, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said to them, Why make you ado and weep? The damsel's not dead, but sleepeth. Verse 38, when he arrived there, there were people that were mourning, weeping and wailing loudly. Now, during this time, during the day of Jesus, they had these professional mourners. That'd be a terrible job. Go around crying all the time, weeping. Wailing all the time. But they had them. And the more, the more you had and the louder they were. People fell the louder they wailed and whelped. It was considered really a, a really proper wake if you could have the wailing and the mourning. It's a culture thing. Notice verse 39. Verse 39, and when he was come in, he saith, Why make you this ado do and weep? It's a culture thing. Verse 40, and they laughed at him. They laughed at Jesus. Think there there was any faith in that house? No, there was no faith there. They laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them out, he he takes the father and mother, the damsel, and they went in with him, and he entered in where the damsel was lying. Kind of neat. There's no faith there. it's obvious they're all laughing at him because he said she's not she's not dead she's she's asleep. then the bible says he he put them out. I don't know how he did that, and I said, "Get out of here, or somebody needs to take these people out. I don't know, but he took them out or right. he had them to leave, and then he takes the father and mother. That's important because see, regardless you know. Jesus knows the hurt and the pain that fathers and mothers go through. He does. And he had concern about them as a parent. And he has concern about you as a parent. When our children are going through difficult times. And notice he gets mom and dad and those with them. And, and uh, they go into the child's room. Now le- let me remind you that Jairus had so many opportunities up until this point to get off this road of faith thing, get off of this train of faith. He had a lot of opportunities. I mean, he got bad news in regards when the woman interrupted his journey to his house. He could have gave up. He got bad news from the one that came and said, hey, your little girl's not alive, she's dead. He could have gave up. He got bad news when he got there in the mourners, and they began to laugh at him and laugh at Jesus. He could have said, hey, what's the use, Jesus? But if you agree, Jairus really had reasons to get off of this faith path. He really did. He had reasons to get off. He really did. So that's why I'm trying to pull this out of the text. Uh, I'm... question is, am I praying in faith? Faith acts. Let's go to the Lord with this. Faith asks. It's real specific. It's earnest pleading with the Lord. And then faith endures regardless of what comes our way. Before God answers our prayer, we keep going. We keep enduring. Because faith of a prayer that's answered endures. Then in God's timing, it gets answered. Look at verse 41. And he took the damsel by the hand. He said unto her, Talithia, kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel rose and walked, for she was of the age of 12. Isn't that interesting? The woman hemorrhaged for 12 years and the little girl's 12 years. And they were astonished with great astonishment, verse 43. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, commanded that something should be given her to eat. He didn't know. He didn't, uh, you know, we don't know how long she'd been sick. It may have been three years, five years, or ten years. We don't know. We don't know how long it was when he made plans to go find Jesus. We don't know. It might have been three weeks. might have been... Three months. We don't know how long from the time that he met Jesus to the time he got to the house where Jesus raised his daughter. We don't know that, you know. Um, but it just didn't happen, you know, uh, when, you, when you look at the sequence of all of this. The point is, he, he just didn't pray and it happened. But he acted, and he asked, and he endured, all of that before the answer came. See, so he didn't pray, and bam, she's healed. No, it didn't work that way. But it included his action, and it included his asking, and then it included his enduring. In verse forty-three, he, you know, verse forty-three, he he asked him to. To not say anything. Why is that? Well, he had so much teaching to do. If anyone found out that he could raise the dead, that'd kind of turn into a full-time job. And he said, hey, don't, don't really say anything about this. So remember this. His prayer was answered. Meaning what? Meaning God will show up in the midst of your circumstances and make his presence known to you. Don't ever forget that. I don't believe for a moment that our first verbalization of our prayer request, all of a sudden it's going to happen. I believe God at times will will change the the prayer. I believe he'll change the prayer perhaps. I believe God will show us how powerful he is and I believe that God will answer according to his will. I believe that. But I want you to see the pattern in this. So you go back. Go back to the lady. Look at verse 24. Verse 24, and we're almost finished. Look at verse 24. Remember the lady? The lady there in verse 24, Mark chapter 5, said, And much people followed him, throned him. A uh, certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years had suffered many things, many physicians, spent all that she had was nothing better, but grew worse. When she heard of Jesus and came in the press behind, she touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. She had this discharge of blood, this internal bleeding, don't know exactly what it is, know it made her real weak, know it made, we know it made her susceptible to other diseases perhaps. Been going on for 12 years. She went doctor after doctor. Listen, let me tell you this. There's nothing wrong going to doctors. Luke was a physician. Um, There's nothing wrong with going going to doctors, taking medicine. There's nothing wrong with people uh, flying to, to Mexico or to Houston trying to save their life. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is to act like you believe that that your length of days is somehow in yours or your doctor's hands, and it's not. Our, our length of days are in the hands of Jesus, in the hands of God. And this woman, she was frustrated. She suffered under, Bible says, under many physicians, spent all that she had, and she was no better. She grew worse. And uh, that's not uncommon today. And... Um, You know, there's a lot of things we can do, and we seek to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's organic things that we can do, medical things we can do, spiritual things we can do, and we need to do those things. But above all, we need to act. Verse 26 and verse 27, notice. She suffered many things under those physicians. Verse 27, she'd heard Jesus came in the press behind, and she touched his garment. She heard reports about Jesus. She heard reports about, let me just stop, pause just for a moment. She she had heard reports about Jesus. Have people on your street heard reports about Jesus? Have they heard it on your street? She'd heard reports about Jesus. And then verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she came. There's the act and she she came and the press behind him, she touched his garment. Touched his garment. You know, it's a terrible thing to live with a chronic disease and live with chronic pain. And so many people experience this today. But notice there, she'd had this extended illness, you know, for 12 years. For she said, if I may touch, in verse 28, his clothes, I'll be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about and said to the press, to that crowd, Who touched my clothes? The disciples, you know, it's a throng of people, and they're wondering, Lord, what do you mean? Who touched people's touching us. How do we know who touched you? He said, Well, who touched me? And he looked around, and seeing her, they had done this thing. Verse 33, The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came, and she fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace, and behold of thy plague. Let me just say this. Please make this little point. If you don't get nothing else, get this. Delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. Twelve years. Twelve years. Delay is not denial. We pray God's will, God's way, God's timing. So remember to pray God's will. Add add God's will to your prayer list. Add that, you know, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done in my daughter's life. Your will be done in my son's life. Your will be done in my business. Your will be done in my church. Your will be done... Lord, your will be done. Let me live to see it happen. Let me be a part of it happening, but your will be done, not mine, but thy will be done. But delay is not denial. You have not been told no. Remember that. Pray God's will. Pray that it will happen in God's way. Pray that it will happen in God's time. And notice she acts, she asks, verse 28, she exhibited her faith. Faith is simply believing the Word of God, acting upon the Word of God, regardless how I feel, because God promises a good result. And so I'm going to act on God's Word. You know, as we close, I was reminded years ago about, uh, you know, watching the Olympics, and they have these cross-track runners, and they have these... um, these runners have these hurdles they have to jump over. And uh, when you run track, you have these hurdles. The object is the one that's fastest to the finish line, but you got to jump the hurdles. Some people get so caught up about the hurdles, they forget the time. You have to remember that. The object is the fastest to the finish line. The problem is you have obstacles in your way, but the goal is... The fastest to the finish line. So knock down a hurdle if you have to. Don't stop trying. Don't stop running. Don't slow down to avoid a hurdle. Just keep running. Keep pressing forward. Keep going on. You know, knock down the obstacle. That's hard, but keep going on in faith. Because faith acts, we're going before the Lord. Faith asks, we're kneeling before the Lord. And faith overcomes, faith endures. That's the prayer that gets answered. Let me just remind you tonight, we'll begin a study on the overcomer. Eight ways to uh, to live a life of strength and unmeasurable faith and unbelievable power. It's a Dr. David Jeremiah study. Let me encourage you to be here tonight if you can. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come into your presence. I've never taken these two together. And, Father, they go together. Lord, in Mark chapter 5, they really go together. So thank you for speaking to our word. uh, thank, uh, Thank you for speaking to us through your word As we looked at Jairus and his daughter, and as we looked with the woman with an issue of blood, we see the same pattern with both. They both acted, they both asked, and they both were willing to endure. They didn't give up. And so help us, Father, we pray, to pray in faith. A faith that acts, asks, and endures. And, Lord, to wait upon you, to trust you, and to wait upon your timing. And in the meantime, help us, Lord, to be willing to endure. Uh, We may have to knock down hurdles, trip over a few, knock them down. But in the end, we know that we're going to be victorious. We thank you for that. I pray for every person here this morning. Some are going through some difficult times. And I pray, Lord, that we'll keep praying, we'll keep pressing forward. Lord, I pray that we as your people will be encouraging each other, Lord, because I know we go through difficult times, all of us do. Help us to be there for each other and to encourage each other. Father, we pray now for those who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life pray today that they would come and place their faith and trust in you and nothing else to be saved and father i pray as they turn from their sin and turn to you call out to you for their to be their lord to be their savior believe and trust in you that you are who you say you are that you came and died on the cross for all of our sins you were buried you arose from the dead the third third day and you're you're coming back again one day And so we look forward to that time. In the meantime, while we're here, help us just to pray the prayer of faith. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name.